Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. Today, I welcome Olga Reinholdt to the show. And before I bring her on, I just want to tell you a little bit more about her. Olga is a life coach with Accomplishment Coaching Organization. She truly believes that happiness is a choice, and she helps women cultivate their happy lifestyle. She's a professional fitness trainer who promotes an anti-fitness concept. She helps women create the body that empowers them for making their dreams come true without that dieting, sweating, six-pack, no-pain-no-gain nonsense. Olga is also a motivational ninja, idea generator, and no-excuse coach. She'd rather help you find a way or make one. She hosts a podcast, Fitness for Grownups, in Russian, co-founded an online fitness club, Best for Health, and provides personal online life coaching and power anti-fitness program. Not so long ago, she packed 30 years of her life in two suitcases, moved with her husband and a three-year-old from Kazakhstan to the USA, and started a new exciting life from scratch. Now she helps women find their own point of self-actualization and freedom and creates resources for awesomeness, with healthy body being an essential one. She's bilingual, a big fan of Russian rock music, devoted Iyengar yoga practitioner, singer, and rock model in the making, and a Buddhist at heart. Oh, my gosh, I love this. So welcome, Olga, to the podcast. Thank you. Sounds like a handful to me. Uh, <laughs> you know what, though? We all we all have such diverse backgrounds. I just, like, love reading what people are doing. So we're, it sounds like we have a lot to talk about, but how exciting that um, – as as I tell my audience, like, we just keep growing as far as our reach of um, getting out there. And, and I know that you're in the USA now, but just to know your background is, is really cool. Um, and and I'm just so excited to, to hear all about, like, I just have so many questions. But I'm going to let you start it off <laughs> by <laughs> telling us a little bit more about how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. Oh, no, there's so many, um, there's so many ways, really, and we do that, we all do that every day, we all do that every moment, we do get out of our own way because we do get out of bed, we do things, we accomplish things, we achieve things, and um, if they do not look like things that others do, if the scope is different, it doesn't mean that we don't do it, we still do it, and mm-hmm. I think that Best, uh, I think the first step is to actually acknowledge and appreciate our own intrinsic ability to really get out of our own way and to appreciate that we do create that, you know, blocks on our own way and they are created for a reason as well, right? Our survival mechanism is not our enemy. It's just the mechanism that is uh, that helped us develop as a race and survive, and it's just not that you know applicable in other areas in our life right now. So, um, and acknowledging and appreciating that, and knowing where where to use it and where to be aware of it is, I think that's the key of getting out of your whole own damn way. 
You know, I and I love that you mentioned that. I actually just um I can't even remember how long ago, but at the beginning of June, because um, I know we're recording this a little ahead of time, but at the beginning of June is um, aired my one-year anniversary, and I kind of went through what my podcast podcast guests up until that point, so my one-year anniversary had, had mentioned and kind of the themes of getting out of your own damn way, and this is exactly right on point of how, you know, we, we need to, that acknowledgement piece is so, so crucial and, um, and, and appreciation too. And, and I talked about that in, um, the step, the four steps that I came up with that had kind of the themes that had come up out of all my interviews. So I would love to hear more about your story too, because, uh, you know, we, we're on this path to help others, but we've had to learn to get out of our way too. So I would love to hear how, how you have, um, well, kind of what, what's some of your background story. Totally. Um, it, it takes me back to the time when I was visiting uh, accomplishment coaching as a guest, as an observer, really wanting to uh, become a coach in America when I just mm-hmm. arrived and I was still lost and I was like, I'm really a nobody here. Mm-hmm. I had a quite impressive career as a technical translator and technical interpreter in oil industry. Mm-hmm. So I've been an offshore oil fields i've been you know taking like helicopters to well sites and i mean been flying to london calgary to you know to translate for business meetings of higher management it was so very exciting and i was i felt like i'm such a um uh, professional in in such a big demand and making really good money and all that uh, and, you know, there was this, that self-identification that I've been living with for like, between 8 and 10 years. And then when I came here, I started sending my uh, CVs to companies that I thought would be interested in, like, my experience. GE, for instance, I worked a lot with, you know, engineers and their equipment and actually learning mm-hmm. their equipment and all that. And I was like, I am such a valuable asset for you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and... But they didn't think so. Mm. And I realized that no matter how I was perceived as a professional in back in Kazakhstan, it is not valued where I am now. Mm-hmm. It just it just doesn't fly like that. It mm-hmm. just doesn't fly like my CD just doesn't do the magic that it used to do before. Mm-hmm. And and you, you 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 find yourself in that like what the hell moment? It's a total loss of identity when you uh, link your identity so much to what people think about your CV, you know, and how they how they receive your CV. And it was a it was a huge stress. It was a huge disappointment, and it was a huge um, disappointment in myself. In the, you know, in the very beginning. Um, in the same way, I was I really loved working with people. After my old career, I had a fitness studio, like my own fitness studio. I had wonderful clients, and um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue doing fitness in America, but I was sure that I love working with people. I love helping people grow, helping create that, you know, new potential in them, and, and you know, all that. <laughs> so uh, when I that accomplishment coaching observation, I'm like, I want, I really want to do that. I've done some coaching before, and I see how powerful it is and how fulfilling it is to be a coach and to be coached. And I was 
sitting there watching all that and thinking, if only I could, you know, I had such mm-hmm. a strong story in my head that I cannot. But all the people who can take the program, who can become coaches, uh, they have everything that I do not have. I was like, I wish I could be a coach in America, but I don't speak enough English. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I was a coach in America, but I don't have the money to pay for the program right now. I wish I had a, co- a coach in America, but I don't have, you know, I don't have enough circles to create my client base. And and so on and on and on and on. Um, and I remember talking to uh, one of the leaders of the program, and I was so aware of me being in my own way, like mm-hmm. I'm telling myself all the stories, why I cannot. And then I had this thunderbolt moment, like, well, but if I do do this, then I can create that value of becoming a coach despite I study and coach in a language that is not my native. Mm-hmm. And that's the, you know, that's that's my journey. And that's the journey that I create, can create value out of and nobody else can, you know, who doesn't go through that journey. Uh, or if I don't have the money for that now, then I can generate that money and that would be the journey that will create the value that would not be there if I just, you know, could generate thousands of dollars after, uh, out of my pocket, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I had, I think I had that enlightening moment right there that I am on my own way. And it's just me, nothing else. Right. And, and I love, I wrote that down, the thunderbolt moment. I love that. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, all of a sudden it just comes down, like, you know, and and it's amazing, too. I mean, you're talking, and, and I, you know, a lot of my listeners, I have listeners all over the world, but, uh, you know, a lot of my listeners are in the U.S. where I am, and um, we don't we don't have that excuse. We have plenty of excuses, but we don't have the excuse of this is a different language than my native language, you know. So, I mean, kudos to you for, you know, not allowing that because that, I think that would stop a lot of people uh, from pursuing something because it's, you know, I think it's hard enough when, when we completely understand it and when it's in our own language, but when it's not, I mean, what an amazing gift and amazing path that you have to share with other people about really there are no excuses that can get in the way. Yeah, yeah, and I did realize that, oh, my gosh, the language the language part is really valid. It's like you can mm-hmm. spend anybody. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the problem was that I was spinning that at myself. And, like, mm-hmm. why do you do that to yourself? Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, I think that's where that's where a lot of that awareness started and, I did enroll to the program, and I had no idea how I would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm so happy I did because it's probably been the best decision, some of the best decisions of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and that opened a lot of ways that I stand in my own way. You know, other than that. Um, like one that I think would be valuable to the listeners right now and the one that I shared with you is uh, very fresh in the oven. I just collided the TS today. Mm-hmm. Um, I was spending my, my um, I was paying my bill with my coach and it's it's like it's like a lot of money, it's over thousand dollars a month. And 
I realized that I was looking forward to um, doing this payment, and I enjoyed doing this payment. And to me, it was like, that is weird. I've all, all my life, I had this uncomfortable feeling about paying my bills, mm-hmm. about paying my, I don't know, groceries. Mm-hmm. Every time it, went, it came to payment, although I understand that, this costs money and this costs money. But every time it came to payment, I felt largely uncomfortable. Not There's no reason behind it at all, right? If you, like, if you talk to your analytical mind, that's what money is there for, right? Mm-hmm. But it felt so unsafe. It felt so uncomfortable. And at the same time, it felt uncomfortable to take money from clients, to charge clients, to quote my prices, and do everything that you have to do being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, and providing mm-hmm. services on, on, you know, on a freelance basis and one-on-one basis, not being say, paid salary, <laughs> being paid for your service right. directly. So, and I think I worked on that from a few different perspectives and angles, not really know, and I cannot even tell where it happened. It was not the Thunderbolt <laughs> moment, but it kind of happened gradually, and at some point I understood that I have no problem talking about money, charging money for my clients, mm-hmm. and that talk about the value that you deliver to your clients and all that. It's like it's not longer a talk. It's an actual reality. Um, and... I, and I, I think a great symptom is that, like, I do enjoy paying that money. It's like, wow, I can afford it. I get this awesome service. Uh, I feel I feel important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see all the value that I get from, like, from my coach, uh, not just for me, but also for the clients that I coach. It's, you know, it's like um, uh, rings on the water. It is, um, and I, I like that distinction that you made. It's, it's almost like you're grateful for having the ability to pay it and also understanding yeah. the value that you're getting, which then translates to you understanding what your clients are experiencing when you talk to them about money for your services. So it sounds like it's, I mean, and that's such a wonderful gift to be able to see that piece of it because I know money is a huge thing for most people, um, to be honest, you know, that we we do have to pay for things, but as an entrepreneur, there's that reality of we need to charge for our services and make money, otherwise we are not really a business. Yeah, yes, totally. And, you know, coming from that experience, I now understand, I was thinking, like, I wish I could do, just do my things and have somebody else taking care of all the bills and charging people and finding clients and all that. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't feel that way? <laughs> I mean, it's probably just exceptions who don't feel that way when they come into an entrepreneurial world. Right, like, right. I wish I could just do my stuff. Um but the thing is that if you just do your stuff and you avoid what's uncomfortable, you uh, rob yourself of opportunity uh, of getting an important breakthrough there. Because mm-hmm. what's important is actually what creates your opportunities. I mean, what's uncomfortable, what's, what is your resistance to. What actually what creates opportunities, right? Not something that comes easy. And... Um, and I'm pretty sure that that shift in attitude with money is not just about money. 
it can be about the self-value. And that can transpire if somebody takes care of your finances and takes care of your, like, filling your clients and all that. That that issue will still transpire transpire in any other area of your life. If it's self-value issue, that will transpire. If it's scarcity issue, it will transpire. So it's just... Uh, it's a challenging path, I know, but it's a great way to see what's behind it and what's possible behind it and not just solve that particular issue and be totally fine with paying for service and charging for service, but also being um, recognizing the self-value, carrying the self-value, carrying the abundance yeah. as, as your actual being rather than something that you remind yourself every now and then. It's right. comfortable to do so. Oh no, I totally agree. It's it's and it's the the, the entrepreneurial path is not an easy one. If if people want to be comfortable and just do what they've always done, this is not the right path for them. You know, I talk about it so much about how it provides so many opportunities for personal growth. Even though we're on this professional journey, there's so much personal growth that needs to happen in order for us to be successful in any way that we define, define success, whether it's money or the amount of clients or the amount of outreach or the visibility or, you know, there's so many different ways we can define success, but we're not going to be successful unless we do the work. And and you're absolutely right. I totally agree with how um, we get those opportunities through those uncomfortable moments, through those challenges. And it really kind of gives us the opportunity to to see what we're made of and whether we have the um, constitution (laughs) to be on this path. But it's, it's it's not for the faint of heart. That's for darn sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. You you're gonna edit it, right? Um, a, possibly a little bit. <laughs> yeah, did you hear my kid on the background? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm so I'm so sorry for that. She's being so loud. Uh, I'll just uh, Misha, Mama busy, okay? Mama busy. Yeah, Mama busy. Bye bye, Mama busy. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't expect him to be this t- this uh, oh, loud. That's right okay. Now. Yeah, I just made a note to edit around this area. So. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. I'll just try <laughs> find a way to uh, to do something with him. So if he becomes like, just a second. Everyone. What? Oh my gosh! This is so disrespectful. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> it's part of the path. Isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's one of it's one of the challenges that um also Yeah, that's good. It's a good baby. There you go. I'll just I'll just try to occupy him with something so he doesn't heal. Hey, you wanna clean? Wanna clean? Clean. Let's clean. Okay, nice. Oh clean. <laughs> <laughs> so we can continue, I think. Um, so, yeah. yeah I, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I so, I so totally agree. And it's, um, and like, like, right, like right now, I'm trying to get between my child and, and recording the session. And, and it is, 
it is also something that needs solution on the one hand. On the other hand, this is something that allows an opportunity to look into something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's like a great example of go not the way you plan them to go. And what do you yeah, do around it? perfect example of that. Yeah, because how many of us are juggling? I mean, you know, my child is grown now, but um, I have other things going on. Like um, as we are recording this, I am currently – sitting in a house full of boxes, I'm I'm moving in a week. And so I, you know, had to struggle with do I continue business as usual until I move or do I not do that? So my attention is split too. It's just in a different way. But we all have those um, things that are pulling at our attention, whether they're children or moves or bills or other things that we can use as excuses but we can also use them as lessons of how can I continue to do this while this is also occurring. Yeah. Yeah. And what can I be? What can I learn? What skill, what muscle I can train? What life skill I can acquire through that that will really help me in my life, you know, rather than just being ignored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, a good example is I have a few clients who are in MLM business, multi-level mm-hmm. marketing business, and I coach them around being successful there, you know, in kind of a different way that they're being being trained by their business. Uh, and the logical coaching offers, like, is a, it's a totally different approach, right? Mm-hmm. So, and some of them are really frustrated because it is not an easy step and it is not an easy way and there is some delusion around it and there's some disappointments around it when, mm-hmm. you know, you expect it to be that easy and it is offered as such an easy thing to do and then you, then you realize that it's like a hardcore sales process that you were not prepared for at all. Um, and some of them come with that, like, do I... Do I even need to do that? And they're looking at maybe I'll just quit it as a solution. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe I just that I don't need it. And the way I offer many of them to approach it, maybe you do not need it. Mm-hmm. But look at it as a playground. Look at mm-hmm. it as that great opportunity that way that helps you see where you are standing in your own way mm-hmm. and when you know you can afford those losses it's you know let it be that playground that's kind of safe environment when the stakes are not that high where you can explore those life skills and those blocks that you wouldn't be able to explore if you never got into this situation where you need to sell something to a person for instance right yeah, and yeah. and maybe you will never ever ever in your life um sell anything to anyone uh although i do doubt that we <laughs> always say something to somebody. <laughs> we say something to somebody whether it's our cv or our skills or our attractiveness or our like ability to maintain a home and being a housewife or whatever we'll always offer something to the world we always yeah. exchange value for value at all times and it's not just when you're directly selling something it's just mm-hmm. uh, most the most obvious form so um i do offer those clients to not 
see a solution in, you know, running away because you're going to run away from it. That will transpire somewhere else. Um, but looking at it as a, like I said, as a safe playground to develop skills that they haven't developed, obviously, so far and, you know, give it a try. So uh, give it a try and get out of your own way, right? <laughs> um so yeah, any any situation, any uh, unwelcome situation, any you know so-called bre- uh, breakdown mm-hmm. can be a source for mm-hmm. um, new epiphanies and uh, opportunity to develop important life skills. Right, and and I love how you put the the playground as a safe place because I think a lot of us when we think about um, really playing in that space of possibility, as I call it. We we think of what we would do without restraint. But I like what you're saying about understanding that you're in a safe place and that you can explore um, within that safety, within that comfort zone that we have, because I think a lot of us kind of have that all-or-nothing thinking. It's either we have no restraints or we have so many restraints that we're miserable. Um, and so if we can kind of think of both of those existing at the same time where we can explore and and see what's possible while we still have the safety of a container or of um pieces of our life where we do feel comfortable so it's it's when i think what you're saying is also that we don't have to throw ourselves into being uncomfortable with absolutely everything at the same time we can (laughs) be uncomfortable and comfortable in different areas of our life at the same time yeah and the safety of that space it's very relative because i i have a great example i had for my training and i will be helpful uh, happy to offer it um we were talking about developing a skill like a coaching skill of um you know, refusing what's safe, what's familiar, and what's um, what's habitual, mm-hmm. and uh, like, and seeing where I tend to do something that's automatic, habitual, and that would feel absolutely safe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a coach, you need to learn that skill of taking yourself and your client into an uncomfortable conversation. You know, because that's where something important can be hiding in. Mm-hmm. So we had this talk early in the morning, and our trainer was giving us all this, you know, powerful tools and all this, all this inspiration around it. How you know, uncomfortable things, uncomfortable conversations actually source the breakthroughs, and all that. And everybody was nodding and nodding, and I was nodding, and I was like, "Yeah, that is awesome." <laughs> so then we had a break, and we were. I had a lunch break and we were running late from our lunch and I knew that I will die if I don't get some coffee. I was like so sleepy. <laughs> um, and there was a little coffee place in the hotel where we had a training and I was standing in line absolutely knowing that I'm running late for the training and in my, in my, uh, for my survival mechanism, it is not safe. It's like, uh, it's really, I'm totally like, I'm totally not being late. If you're late, you're a bad girl. You're being rejected oh, by your, yeah. you know, the likes and all that. I do have this issue. I know about it. And I'm so uncomfortable. Like, I'm, I still need the coffee. Maybe that will fly. Maybe it's okay. Somebody else will be later than me. Mm-hmm. 
And here my trainer comes in the coffee shop with the intention to buy coffee too. She sees me and she's like, oh, we're already running late. And I had a, I had my group mate next to me and she's like, oh. So she, she goes past. She doesn't get his coffee. She starts, she follows him. It's like, well, the trainer is there, right? Like you cannot be later than the trainer after he's seen you in the coffee place already. <laughs> and here I'm noticing that it would be absolutely safe, habitual, and familiar to do the same, you know, to follow him into a class. Mm-hmm. And it would be a total, uh, it's so scary to stay here and claim my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that, that's the safe place I'm talking about, right? Nobody will die if I don't get a coffee. Nobody will die <laughs> if you have a coffee. The, being, being late for five minutes to the class wouldn't matter, even if like the trainer gets absolutely mad at me. It wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also heard, like I stayed in line, I also heard him from the distance, like, look, Olga, Olga doesn't care. Yeah. I'm standing here like I so care right now. It's like I have so much adrenaline in my blood, as if like a grizzly persuading me or something. <laughs> um, I was. Uh, it felt so uncomfortable, and it does feel uncomfortable. Oh my, doesn't know what the stakes are. Right, it has its own scale. So in my mind, the stakes are being accepted by the trainer, by the authorities, by the group. Right or being rejected by the group if I'm not late and that's considered irrespectable or something. So, um, so I forced myself to do it and I, it's like I, I wasn't really late. It didn't really start. I had my coffee, but I noticed how you can apply this. Look for opportunities, create opportunities when you understand that it's not that it's it, it's not going to create any actual damage, but mm-hmm. it's still hugely uncomfortable. It feels like it's a big deal inside, and that's what matters. So that kind of, that's the playground I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. I mean, we had wonderful conversations around it, and the trainer is a coaching trainer, so of course we had a great conversation around it. And I was not like <laughs> judged for choosing that. I was like, look, you told us to not to do with what's habitual and um, uncomfortable and automatic, and that's where I saw it, you know. And I resisted that automatic action. I wanted to see what happens. Um, so we looked at it as experiment, and I saw all the value of uh, creating, sourcing those experiments, you know, voluntarily sourcing those uncomfortable places where you can observe yourself and see what happens. Um, and, I mean, that will, not, that will not create any actual damage to you. Right, and that, and that's um, a perfect, a perfect example of kind of creating, like you said, that maybe no one else could tell how uncomfortable you were, but internally you're having this kind of argument with yourself about, you know, should I stay, should I go, like what should I do? And um, and it's important for us to explore that. I'm glad that you were able to see that as an opportunity and, a, and, and an experiment that you could perform and see what happened and then also to talk with your trainer later about it. I bet that was very valuable in your coach training. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a very big deal. And I think if I write a book about coaching, I would definitely use that example too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's and it's about and this is something that I really want to communicate and I work hard communicating this 
do not wait for a big opportunity to practice your whatever. Like we all listen yeah. to this in, inspirational speeches, motivational speeches. We all read the books and we all like, well, yeah, when the chance comes, you know, when that great things thing happen, I will be on top now that I have heard these ideas from this person. And then the very next second, the very next moment when, you know, I don't know, you, you hear something about integrity and you think, like, yeah, integrity is important. I must practice integrity in my life. So when we make this huge project, I will be all in my integrity around it. Uh, and while you're listening to that, you're totally missing that you promised to wash the dishes and the dishes are still in the sink and will probably remain there until the end of the day. So, oh, yes. It's, it, there are lessons uh, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not speaking about hypocrisy here. I'm speaking about seeing the opportunities of practicing those things in, you know, in small ways. Mm-hmm. Nobody will be hurt if those dishes do not get clean. Right. It's not about right. the but it can be about your integrity if you care about it, right? If you mm-hmm. listen to that speech and if you care about it. And in effect, the integrity towards those dishes, if it's about integrity, not about, you know, complying with somebody or like, oh, yeah, somebody pressed me about washing the dishes. No, if I do that out of my integrity, right. then I will carry it over to my project to my children, to my client relationships that will definitely show itself in how successful my business is. It all comes together and it transpires in small things. Mm-hmm. And it cannot be it cannot be separated. It's not like it's integrity here or and it's not integrity there. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like being brave here, not being brave there. It's it's yeah. just about being. If you're being in integrity, you're being in integrity. If you're being in service, you're being in service for your clients, for your suppliers, for your now, landlord, for your dog, for everybody around, you are in service. It doesn't matter who it is directed towards. Absolutely. And I love that. And it's also about the value when you're owning your value. I'm like, it's all tied together. So I, I love how um, we kind of wrap that up because we are actually a little bit over time, but I'm so wow. glad that we got an opportunity to chat and learn a little bit more about you and, and get some really great tips and um, a wonderful story about your own training um, that helps us learn how to play in the possibilities uh, and, and allow ourselves to be uncomfortable but to learn from that. So I so appreciate it. Before we completely wrap up, though, Olga, I want to make sure that um, – my listeners have a chance to get in touch with you if they would love to learn more about what you do. So can you share how they might do that? Absolutely. Uh, you can just shoot me an email to olga.reinhold at accomplishmentcoaching.com. Uh, and what I do is personal, ontological, one-on-one coaching. I can do it. We do it by phone. We do it by Skype. You don't have to be in the sea area where I am right now to to um, get access to my coaching. And I offer free coaching sessions to, to the listeners of this podcast. Just mention that you've heard me on Krillin's podcast, and we will run a free session for you where you can explore your possibilities and see where you can take it from there. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show, Olga. 
Thank you so much for um, having me here. Absolutely, and thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more interviews of people who've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. Are you a master at getting in your own damn way in life or in business? Let Creelan Peters, host of the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, show you how to tame your fear and embrace your greatness. Take her free quiz at creelan.com slash quiz. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash quiz. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.